Hey guys, happy hump day. Hope you're having a great week. I am really excited for you to listen to this episode. I had on Mike Vivek from the marketing of Sky Swimwear and so many other amazing companies. I'm getting into all things marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, his own journey. He's really, really raw about just his own journey as a parent, his own losses, everything he's gone through. I really appreciated how deep we went in this episode and just like how much he shared. I think it's going to be really helpful for so many and I hope you guys love it. And we're going to be doing a really fun giveaway on my IG, you know, on Instagram. So make sure you go there and check it out this week. It's going to come up super excited. I'm giving away a big prize and the swimsuits are amazing. You guys, I feel so confident in them. I love them. I live in them. If you go to my social and are following me already, you'll see that I'm wearing them all the time. And seriously, for anyone who's a mom or, you know, really just any women that have body struggles, like these suits make me feel so confident and feel so amazing. I just love them. So I highly recommend you check out Sky Swimwear. I will put my discount code in the um, show notes as well. It's Levine 30 And I will put that there for you guys as well with the website and all the good things. But I hope you guys really enjoy this because Mike is amazing. And I just loved his story. Everything he shared, it was so good. And it was just so from the heart. So I hope you guys are doing well and you're hanging in in these crazy times. And you're continuing to stand in your own truth and your own sovereignty and just be the light and continue on. As always, I'm always here for you guys. Please feel free to DM me on my social or go to my website, www.allylevine.com. I did rebrand. I would love you guys to go check it out. You can sign up for my newsletter there. Uh, Join my Telegram if you want. See my highlights on my social. I'll link it here as well. And just come say hello and join the community. So without further ado, hope you guys love this episode. As always, please screenshot it if you love it. Tag a friend. Tag everything with Allie Levine and Allie Levine Design and Sky Swimwear on social so we can share it and share the love. And if you haven't already, please leave a five-star review. I am still aiming for my big goal of 500 reviews by the end of 2021, and we're almost at 300, so I would love it if you guys leave a review. Helps others find the show, helps myself, of course, you know, continue to produce the show. And on that note, my announcement will be coming soon. I know you guys have been waiting. It's coming soon. So excited to share. All right, guys, have a great rest of your week. Happy hump day. Talk to you soon. Bye. This is Everything with Allie Levine, hosted by Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, influencer, and Bravo reality star, Allie Levine. On this podcast, you'll get a mix of, well, literally everything from motherhood to fashion, lifestyle to spiritual well-being, all real and raw. Allie interviews celebrities, experts, influencers, entrepreneurs, and so much more. Tune in weekly to be inspired, empowered, and entertained. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Everything with Allie Levine. You guys, I have such a fun guest with me today. So excited for you guys to get to meet him. I have the incredible Mike Vavak, who is in Orange County, California. He is a brand director for the Fabulous Guy Swimwear, as well as I Didn't Swimwear and Body Glove Women's Swimwear. And if you guys have been checking out my social, you've been seeing me rocking my Sky Swimwear like literally all summer, living in it, loving it. And I told Mike, I wanted him to come on because I have just loved wearing this suit for so many reasons. I was telling him before we started recording just how comfortable I feel in them, how like 
functional they are, how sexy I feel like, and let's be real, any moms listening know, like those words don't roll off the tongue that easily when you're wearing a swimsuit. Like, it's just not something that you're like, oh yeah, this is how I feel when I wear my swimwear. And so, you know, I was really excited when I got to work with Sky Swimwear and work with Mike, because I really love what they've done for women, how they help empower them. And Mike has a lot of his own, you know, stories and passions, how he ended up getting involved, which is why I wanted to have him on and have him share some of his story on the show. So I want to tell you guys a little bit more about him and then I'm going to let him come on and tell a little bit more about himself. So Mike's passions, you know, is he's had several jobs in the surf industry since 2004. And prior to the surf industry, he worked in radio promotion at Nitro Records and Roadrunner Records and RCA. And his passion, he started a community called Building the Revolution. And it's all about supporting local surf shops. And due to the demand, he started to make shirts and hats and like all exclusively sold through surf shops around the globe, which is so cool. And, you know, he created this surf shop in 2019, Surf Shop Day, with a holiday celebrating surf shops globally and the people who created an industry. And it, it's all about like how it's just helping, you know, the surf, the surf world, which he's going to dive into. But he also really, I, what I love about Mike is he really is passionate about, you know, women and women empowerment, like I mentioned with, you know, Skybody and, you know, for himself, he, I want him to talk a little bit about, you know, his personal story with growing up with his mom who had eating disorders, you know, bulimia and anorexia and how she was in and out of the hospital till he was about 10. And like what a huge part of that body positive, you know, played into him, especially with swim brands and what he works with and how he's dealt with his own weight going up and down the effects it's had on his own mental state state and you know then his own wife um 2018 had a stillbirth at 36 weeks and you know how that inspired him to then take that and realize he, you know he was not alone he wanted others to know they weren't alone with their issues and so guys we're going to dive into so many things you know right now and really talk about empowerment and the vulnerabilities around so much with our bodies and so i'm just so excited to have this conversation with mike so mike welcome to my show Thank you so much for having me and uh, thank you for the wonderful introduction. Oh, you're so welcome. Well, you have quite an incredible resume and I love all the things you're doing. And I told you before we, you know, even got on, I have said this to you before when I first started working with you, like I have just loved sky swimwear, like wearing it. I've really felt so comfortable. I feel sexy. I feel cute. Like I don't feel uncomfortable putting it on. Like there's so many swimsuits, I think, once you become a mom. I mean, even, you know, women who, you know, don't have children, like our bodies change all the time. And especially when you have children and it's like, you go and you look in the mirror and you're like, oh my God, like whose body is that? And you put on these suits and you're like, ooh, I don't know. I don't really know if I'm feeling myself. And I don't feel that way when I put Sky Swimwear on. And so I would love to start with that. Like what made you really dive into Sky Swimwear? You're so huge on women empowerment. Like let's start there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, it's funny as, as you, as you talk about Sky and as, as the new years are coming up, I'm also, I'm giving you a little glimpse into the future because, um, you know, I'm thinking about new campaigns and new ways to market this brand. And when I think of Sky Swimwear and the path we've been on and, and where we've been, the thing, the thing that comes to mind to me for Sky is, um, you know, perfect comes in different shapes and sizes. And to your point, you know, whether you, whether you're a mother, whether you've had, um, you know, different, different body changes in your life, um, swimwear needs to fit everybody different and make everybody feel confident and secure and, 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 and let your inner beauty shine. So that's where I come back to like, you know, in the future, I really want to say perfect comes in different shapes and sizes. 
um, whether it's the shape and size of the swimsuit or it's the shape and size of the person wearing it. We, we all wanna feel great and we all wanna feel confident within our own skin. Um, but going back to your original question, what, what really got me inspired is, you know, before I started at, as the brand director, I was, I was doing sales and we had a really great brand director there and, and she really wanted to promote um, body positivity. And I felt like we're always just getting on the tip of the iceberg um, because body positivity is, it, it isn't just for, you know, excuse me for lack of, of terms here. It isn't just for overweight people. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm over, overweight myself. As, as you mentioned, I have my own, my own body positivity issues that, you know, go deep, but I've realized that body positivity is for everybody. It's, it's a mental state. There's people that, you know, like, like I'm, you mentioned my, my mom earlier had eating disorders and, and she wasn't overweight by, by any means she was underweight. Um, so I, I think what really draws a passion from your sky is, is telling those stories and telling everybody you, you, you are beautiful. Like you're beautiful in your own skin. You're, you're beautiful for who you are. And, and it's not fair to let the rest of the world tell you that you're not, it's, it's not fair for marketing to tell you you're not beautiful because you're not this size and you're not this shape. You're beautiful for who, for who you are. And that's one thing that attracted me to sky. And we, we've been really growing the My Sky Body interviews where we interview women that have, I can't even think of the word I'm looking for, just, just different, they've all been on different paths. You know, we interviewed you, that, that was so, it was so great to interview you and, and talking about your pregnancy and, and, and all that stuff because there's other women that have walked that path and they need to know that they're not alone. Um, we interviewed um, uh, Rachel Riley who talked about her postpartum depression. There's millions of women out there with postpartum depression. And sometimes these women just need to know that they're not alone. And, and that's why Sky Swimmer is so much bigger than just a swimmer brand for me. It's, it's really, I, I know I just said it two times, but it's really letting people know you're not alone. It's, it's it, for lack of a better term, it's sticking a hand out there ac across the path and saying, I've walked this path before, come with me, let me help you. Let me, let me guide you the best I can um, to where you feel the best you can. Um, so I, I hope I answered your question, but that's, that's part of the passion of what, what drives me about Sky is, is, is really, really encouraging body positivity and, and shedding light on issues that maybe people didn't know existed. Wow. That was so powerful. And what I really love that you really, you know, dove into so much was like the media or, you know, social or mainstream or whatever it is in front of you telling you like that you're not, you know, beautiful and you're not this and you're not that because you don't fit into a certain box or a certain label or whatever it may be. Right. And I think it's so important that you mention that and address that. And I was so honored to be featured and, you know, the sky body interview guys, I will put that link, you know, in the show notes, if you haven't already seen it, I promoted a ton on my social, but I will have it in the show notes for the show and, you know, getting to be a part of that, you know, trailblazing interview that, you know, Mike and Sky Swimmer is doing where they really are doing, you know, the My Sky Body and going through these deep issues that women go through all the time around their body and things like postpartum depression and, you know, our bodies that change in pregnancy and, 
you know, the way you look at your body. And I spoke to how much I mourned my body, my pre-body before having, you know, a baby, but then was still grateful for having my body for my beautiful girls and still mourning the loss of that old body. And I think all of those feelings are so valid and so many women have, and not that many people, at least, you know, we're starting to shift, but overall, not that many people give a space to be able to have these hard and raw conversations. And so this is why I was so honored to get to be a part of this series, because I think what you guys are doing is truly amazing and is really shifting the perspective of what women should really be looking to versus what they're kind of being programmed to be looking to. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. And uh, it's funny, you just reminded me of something and, and just in general, the, the pressure that is put on women is, 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 is a really heavy weight that can be put on their shoulders that they, they don't deserve. I, I jokingly used to say shoulders are for bikini straps, not the weight of the world. And, sure, like and <laughs> thank you. Um, I, I never used it, but I, I always wanted that to be a campaign. And what used to make me laugh was I, I look up someone like my own wife and, and I'm saying this story in a joking way because me and my wife can laugh about it. But when you think about it, it's sad. We used to live um, down in uh, down on the beach where the green belt was. And I could be walking my child at the time when, when my oldest son Shia was a baby, I'd be walking him in the stroller. And I think it happened about three to five times that um, usually an older woman took the time to stop me and say, what a good dad, because I was walking my child down the green belt. And I always thought being a dad was the greatest reward in the world. And I was like, I can't believe that woman just thanked me for being, uh, for being seen with my child. But what made me laugh is my wife could be getting out of the car with my son, eight bags of groceries, a dog, and clearly struggling to like get her keys out of her purse. And, and nobody would say, what a good mom. <laughs> it's, it's almost just the way it's supposed to be, I guess. Um, and uh, that's, that's kind of sad. <laughs> I agree with you. And, you know, I, I love you for saying that because I felt the same way. Like there were so many times where like, and look, I love my husband and Justin is such an incredible father to our girls. And I'm so grateful, but it is, there's times where like, you like want to scream because like someone will be like complimenting so much because he's doing like all these things with the girls. But then it's like two seconds later, you know, there's me falling over, you know, trying to nurse while put the other one in the stroller while clip this, while get this into this and, you know, handle that. And this is falling out. And then the diaper bag's falling over, you know, and the list goes on and it's like, oh my God, no one's saying like, wow, mom, like what a hero, like, you know, like, you know, or like what a great job you did or like, that's a lot. Like, you know, just because you're doing so much, it's like, you know, I said to one of my friends the other day, I was like, just because, you know, we carry it all doesn't mean it's not heavy, you know? I mean, it's like, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and I, I appreciate you for saying that because it's like, it's true. It's like, you know, dads get this like, oh my God, it's amazing. And maybe because again, our society and our history is like, dads didn't even even go like, you know, past the waiting room back in the day. And, you know, they didn't change diapers and blah, 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 and all these things. But it's like, we've come a long way from that now, right? Like hopefully for most people, it's a partnership and, you know, you're really in it, especially like conscious parents, which like, I'm all about conscious parenting. And so, you know, it's just really interesting when you say something like that, because it's so true. And then you you know, you look at that and then you go into, you know, the woman then also losing herself completely, which I spoke to so much in, you know, our interview 
And you look at that and you're like, well, yeah, because they're doing so much and they're not feeling recognized and they're already not recognizing themselves. And you just kind of create this like perfect storm. Mm-hmm. 100% agreeable. And, and you know, fortunately, fortunately for me, I, I have a wonderful wife who she, she's like a, a superwoman, like, like no joke. I have a picture of her on my personal Instagram um, driving a forklift the other day because um, she, they were shorthanded in the warehouse and she went out there and learned how to drive the forklift in five minutes. And the funny thing is she's the CFO of a company. She normally doesn't drive a forklift, but no joke. My, my wife is a, a superwoman. She can, she can do anything and everything. And sadly, she's just expected to be able to do that and, 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 and everything else that she's done in the past. Um, but, but getting back to what we were saying is, you know, like, like I was jokingly saying, Shoulders are for bikini straps, not the weight of the world. And I think a way of recon, I just, sorry, I have to think You're about fine. it. I just really wish, especially through Sky and through other brand Iden is finding a way to make it okay for, for women to go rejuvenate their souls, take the weight of the world off their shoulders for a little bit, get back to knowing themselves, get back to feeling good and i'm not saying all women don't feel good about themselves but i'm saying it's it's okay you know what i mean it's it's okay to step away and, and enjoy yourself even though you have you know three crying babies at home and a, and a husband who gets you know rewards just for being seen with them um and i and i think the same goes for you know going back to the my sky body interviews just feeling okay with with who you are and those changes that have happened in your body um, and, and I say that as a male, you know, I have guys have mental and physical issues too. They just don't speak about them as much. So I can understand what that's like, because, you know, I don't always like what I see when I look in the mirror. Um, but I always have to remind myself it's okay. And, and every moment's new and, and it's not always what matters what I see in the mirror. It's, it matters on how I'm reflecting on my inner self. And, and that's what's going to start driving me to be healthy inside and out. Wow, I love that. And, you know, not to put you on the spot, but to put you on the spot, because I'm very real and raw here on my show, as anyone knows that, you know, listens. You know, you said you, for yourself even, that you looked in the mirror and, you know, been like, oh, I don't like what I see. And, you know, when I read a little bit about you and your introduction, I spoke to what your mom had gone through and how, you know, you've had a little bit of your own body positivity issues. Can you speak to that a little bit more and like what that's been like for you vulnerability wise to, I guess, step into that further. And also because you do so many of these interviews and you are so passionate about Sky Swimmer and Iden and all the projects that you work on, like, what is it like doing those types of interviews and having these conversations and then having yourself on the other side of it, you know, being that you do recognize and you are very aware of how you feel and like, you know, what that vulnerability is like to you. Yeah. You know, growing up, it was, it was kind of crazy growing up. Um, I didn't think anything was different, right? I just saw my mom for this, this beautiful creature that she is. And, and I'm not kidding. If, if you met my mom today, you would be like an, an angel just walked by me. She is the most loving human being uh, you could ever meet but I don't remember much being so different as a kid, except for people would come up to me all the time, other adults and being like, how's your mom doing? Is she okay? 
and and I never I never understood, you know, and until I got older and I started finding notes that my dad had left for her um, around the house um, about you know being positive and 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 you know each moment being the moment, you know, basically you can never say the right thing when you're in that moment, when you're dealing with somebody with such deep um, eating disorders, you know? Um, so my mom was in and out of the hospital till I was about 10 um, and her eating disorders got so bad that she would hear voices every once in a while. Wow. Um, I, I remember my sister tells me, I have a sister who's five years older and her telling me, you know, I, I remember coming home and, and you were like three or four or whatever. And, and you were alone, like mom left, just left you home. Um, and I, I didn't think anything about it because I was probably playing a Play-Doh or something like that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess the, um, the, the, the lack of nutrition and food and the things you need to stay healthy started to work on her brain. Um, anyways, fast forward, my mom receiving help and, and, and getting better. She's, she's 100% healthy now. She's actually a great guide for me. Um, because she would watch me start to struggle, like not struggle, but want to do certain things. Like I'm going to fast for a week. I'm going to do this. And her always making sure I did it the healthy way. And she never, never, ever did it in a way like, well, here's what's going to happen. She always did it in a positive, loving way. Like here, look at the health reasons why, and look at this. Um, so she always guided me on that path of, of trying to stay healthy. But that being said, I think there's a certain aspect that worked its way into, you know, my mind where, you know, I, I joke about things because I find laughter is also the best way to deal with things where I'll find my, my wife and kids are asleep and, and, and I'm trying to quietly open a pack of cookies to go eat them in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> but I find it's, you know, I started reading about it. There are endorphins that are set off in your brain, usually from chocolate and from wheats. Um, that is much like a drug addict. And, and I will get that way where I will have a craving for bread and I will, I will go hide in the dark and eat like eight bagels and mentally beat myself up over it. Um, but through the learnings, I think of my mother, realize I beat myself up over it, you know, more of just like, you know, not like, like um, anything to worry about, but more of like mentally talking yourself through it. Like, I can't believe you did that, blah, blah, blah. You're right. not good enough, blah, blah. And then I'm, I know to stop myself and be like, no, no, you, you are good enough this was just a moment. Don't let it ruin your life. You can always get back on track. Every moment is a new moment. Um, so that's where I think some of the bringing up kind of played into my life where I watch my weight go up and down. I watch my habits, you know, go crazy. Um, I always say I'm, I'm all or nothing. I'm, I'm either all into exercise or I'm all into a pint of ice cream. Um, and that's okay too. Life just has to have a, a balance and you've got to always remember at the bottom, you're good enough. You're special. This isn't the end of the world. Um, so taking all of the stuff I've learned there, that's where I kind of felt like when I got to Sky and we started talking about body positivity, I was like, I know all about this. I, I grew up in a household that's dealt with this. I personally deal with this. And that's why, you know, I also get passionate about always telling people like it, body positivity isn't a plus size thing. It's a, it's a mentality. It's how you view yourself because you might see a, a model and think she's beautiful. She has everything. You don't know how she's reflecting back on herself. 
we 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 don't know if she doesn't go look in the mirror and and hate herself or love herself. Let's let's hope that that at the end of the day, we can help everybody look in the mirror and love themselves for for who they are, not for for what they look like. And and I think in the long run, that's going to bring more health out and and make people happier in in the long run. Yeah, so well said. And I also really appreciate, well, thank you for sharing so much of your vulnerability around that. I think that's really empowering for anyone listening. And I also really appreciate that you spoke about, you know, like the body positivity, not just being for the plus size or for the overweight, and that it really is for all. And I think that's so important because again, when we go back to our society of wanting to give everything a label or this or that, sometimes that's a lot of times, actually, in my opinion, that's way much more detrimental than actually helping. And when you look at something like how you just said of like you wanting to do this empowerment with sky body and like my sky body and and speaking to that and being like, this is body positivity movement around all things with the body, whatever it is you're dealing with, you do go to much of a place of conscious thoughts of health and, you know, what you're doing for your body and for your mind, instead of just what is the size and the number I'm looking at? And is that equaling that quote unquote body positivity? Yeah. And I, I find, um, you know, gosh, just, I, and I obviously, you know, we're talking about women's swimwear and stuff like that. Uh, even though I do, I do believe body positivity is for men and women, but again, I, I work in women's swimwear. Our, our other brand, Iden, um, we do, I, I just launched a new series called the Trailblazer series. Um, where we're interviewing women that um, break the mold or, or break the stereotype. And, and you said it, you know, we were talking about women empowerment earlier, and we were talking about the way um, marketing affects, uh, affects anything, right? Everything we do. Um, you know, working in the surf industry for the past 20 years, I, I never really thought about it. But um, you were talking about, you know, building the revolution, the community I built, and I started just talking to women um, through social media. And I didn't realize how, at least in surfing, it's usually a picture of a guy surfing and a girl in a bikini, you know, with a girl on the beach and how it really made some women I talked to feel like surfing was just a guy's club. And, um, that girls are like, oh, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't try this. And, and don't get me wrong. There's way more women surfing nowadays than there, than there ever was. But if you look at the way the marketing has gone, um, I've talked to, to younger women that said, yeah, I, I don't feel that I'm allowed to do this. And, and I'm trying to be like, no, you are come, come join. This is for everybody. So the trailblazer series on Iden is all about showing women that have done it, showing women that have walked that path, broke the mold, show women that have, you know, shaped surfboards, climbed mountains, done, done anything that you could think of in an activity or an industry that was thought to be a boys club. And um, that's how on item we're really trying to help, you know, push a little bit of women empowerment and, and, and show a younger generation, um, you know, shoot for your dreams. Even if you think it's a boys club, shoot for it, go for it. Don't let anybody tell you no, there's no reason you can't do it, you know? So um, you just had me thinking about how the, 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 how marketing plays in the world, so. No, I think that's really cool. And I also, you know, I think it's cool that you spoke to, you know, women and men, because again, it, it's true. And I think also too, like, we don't necessarily think about that, like men also have 
body issues because it is so like hyper-focused on women. And I think it's cool that you shared not only like your own story, but just like kind of, you know, what you've seen around that too, because, you know, I do have male listeners and, you know, I think that again, it's like this label, right. Of like, you know, you have to be this in order to be in the world of body positivity or have body struggles or whatever, but it's like, no, really, you just have to be human to experience this, you know? Um, which is why, like, I always tell people with everything going on in the world, I'm like one human race, people, one human race, you know? And so it's just, you know, it's interesting when you say that of like, it's true, like guys go through it too, even if women maybe share it more or women, you know, um, have been more in the center focus for different reasons. Like you were saying with like the advertisements, like it's, it's very true. Um, and I think it's cool that, you know, you, you know, spoke to that. Cause I think it's something that maybe we don't always think about that is something that does go on, you know, and, you know, and, and to that point, you know, when you were talking about your mom and, you know, all the, you know, eating disorders she had, and you said, now she's in a much better place when you were talking about, how, you know, you've dealt with your own like weight gain up and down and the effects that on your mental state. And you talked about how you were having these different thoughts and, and all these things that would kind of come into play. I think it would be really cool if you could share, if you have any kind of like, I don't want to say tips, but like, you know, a toolbox or a way that you handle those types of talk and that, those types of beliefs. Because, you know, I always share that for me personally, that's limiting beliefs some of it comes from programming, some of it comes from our own stuff, some of it comes from other things, and we all have them, and they all play into our world, and, you know, if we allow them to take us down, they do, and if we don't, then we rise, which you obviously have been doing over and over again in your own life, as well as what you've been creating and the things you've been passionate about. What could you maybe share that would help others to be able to work through their own limiting beliefs when it comes to that? You know, the the thing that I always tell myself and that I, I try to tell my kids, I have, I have two young boys, one that's uh, 11 and one that's seven, is you, you, really, you, really are, you really are the ruler of your destiny. And, and by that, I mean, it's up to you if you're going to let something ruin you or if you're going to learn from it or if you're going to you know, take a higher ground or, or whatever it is. And, you know, like I told you before, I'm, I'm, I'm not perfect. I have days where I've thrown the day away, you know, I'm going to be healthy today, you know, whatever your definition of healthy is. But for me, it's usually like not uh, binge eating um, or not, you know, I, I would like to say eating healthy and exercising, but let's just say a healthy day for me is not binge eating, which <laughs> I can do. Um but it took me, and it took me a long time, you know, remember I'm, I'm 46 right now and I, I couldn't do this when I was younger. It took me probably to about my, my mid thirties to be able to, to literally just say that was a moment. It's okay. Your whole day is not ruined. Your whole week is not ruined. That was a moment. And now it's a new moment. And I'm not saying that's an easy thing to do. It's, it's, it's very hard for some people but I think when you realize the moment's over then you've taken control of your mental state again and that's when you can say I'm not a bad person I didn't just royally screw up my day I didn't just royally screw up everything I'm doing I just had a moment and in that moment I did something that, you know, and I'm going to say this, this bluntly, 
um, I, I did something I'm not proud of because that's how I, how I feel when I bench. I'm not proud of myself. I'm actually very upset with myself. And at some point I might even be punishing myself, um, whether it's stress or, um, you know, like I said, there's, there's been tests that show that, you know, eating certain foods set off endorphins in your mind, right? They, they set, they, they give you that high of, of, oh, I, I just ate this chocolate. I ate that bagel. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm feeling, uh, high, I guess that's the best way I can put it. Cause that's what endorphins do. For sure. I'll do, I'll do that. And then I'll feel bad about it. And what do I do when I feel bad about it? I eat some more and then I eat some more and it, takes you down that path of feeling like I'm not worth it. I'm a horrible human. And it, you got to pick yourself back up and be like, no, I'm, I'm not a horrible human. I just had a moment. That's, that's honestly the best advice I can, I can give because in all reality, life is just made up of a bunch of moments, you know, um, um, something gets stolen from you, it sucks, but it doesn't alter the, the fate of your life. Right. Allow, unless you allow it to. Unless you allow it to, right. You had a bad moment and it's okay. It's okay to have a bad moment. It's perfectly acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you just, you just got to decide if, you, if, if, if you're going to let it bring down the rest of your day or if you're going to pick it up. And, and again, I, I know that's not easy. It's, it's not easy at all, but I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, um, that's the path I've chosen. And, and if you can look at yourself in the mirror and, and not even in the mirror, just think about yourself and just say, I'm, I am worth it. And that was just a moment. You'll feel much better about yourself. I like that. I am worth it. And that was just a moment. And I like that you said life is, you know, like basically compiled of all these different moments because it's true and, you know, how you handle them and how you react to them is everything and not the actual moment that you're going through. And I think, you know, it speaks to a lot of, you know, what I'm getting from you of like a toolbox per se, or a tip is like, it really is the mindset. It's really being able to look at things and really shift your perspective and then speak to yourself. Even if you're just speaking to yourself internally to saying like, I'm going to work through this. It's not like you said, you know, the end of everything, it's just a bad moment. It was just something that happened. Now I'm going to move through it, whether it's the same day or the next day, whatever it may be. And I think that, you know, especially right now with everything going on in the world, like I think mindset is so important. And a lot of people don't realize how important it is to have that type of mindset and to be um, aware of, you know, really setting yourself up that when you do go through those limiting beliefs or you do go through those, you know, moments that trigger you or shake you because we've all been there and continue to be there. Like, how do you actually handle them? And what do you choose to say to yourself to work through them? Yeah. And I think, you know, also, you know, we were talking about this earlier um, for, for a moment is, is just the the uh, the stereotypes and the pressure that that society puts on men and women, and you know, as a male, one of those stereotypes is is you don't cry, you don't show vulnerability, you don't um, show people you're hurting because you're you're a tough you're a tough man, and 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 you got to be a man. It's time to man up. You know, I, I I tell my boys, I'm like, man, it's okay to cry. Like, don't worry about it. It's cool to cry and have emotions, and and uh, I, I think people run up my generation, guys, you weren't, you weren't taught to have emotions. You were taught to be a, to be a man. And uh, I got to tell you, like, as I think about it, 
even just today, I got a good friend of mine who he's a personal trainer and we talk all the time and he'll come up to me and he might, he'll be like, Mike, how are you doing? How are you doing with your health, man? And I just laid it out for him today. We had, we had a great conversation about health and, and uh, you know, just how I'm feeling about myself. I told, I totally opened up to him. And I think that makes a, a big difference, you know, having a good, I'm going to use this term because uh, that's the only way I can call it, but having a good support group, you know, or a good support, you know, um, it's hard for a man to talk about weight issues. It's, it's hard for a man to talk about feelings. You know, I, I, I know we'll, we'll probably get into it a little bit later, but, you know, you, you mentioned my wife and, and, and I having a stillbirth and there were points where I felt like I couldn't show emotions and I know there's a lot of men that have been down that path that I've been on and you feel like you got to be the tough man there supporting your wife but men or women we we all go through tragedies and we all have bumps in the road and it's 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 okay to have emotions and it's really great when you have a, a good support group or somebody that's been down that path that you can share those feelings with you know absolutely and I was going to ask you about that next um and but before we do you know i really i really really think it's awesome that you spoke to you know having emotions allowing those emotions and also how you're so conscious with your boys of being like hey it's okay to experience emotions and you don't have to just put a happy face on and move on like society has taught us like essentially guys i tell people and to me in my opinion it's a lot of programming it's a lot of you know, just keep going and, you know, don't allow the emotion to come through. And the reason I believe we have a lot of issues nowadays, big and small is because we've done that for so long and no one deals with anything. So now it's just like this major meltdown everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, it's like, I think it's really cool that you're conscious like that. And you're like, Hey, have your emotions. Like I do the same thing with, you know, with my daughter, Amelia, you know, who's three, you know, years old and you know, she has big emotions and I'll tell her, I'm like, look, if you want to cry, like, go ahead, go sit in your room and cry. I didn't need to scream right here and have a meltdown, but like, you can go cry. You can go be upset about this. And then you can talk to me about it and communicate like what's going on. And you don't have to just like pretend like everything's fine, you know? And I think that like allowing that and opening that conversation and that moment up, like I even showed her last week because she was having a moment and I was like, take your pillow and scream into it. I was like, you don't need to scream and flip out on everybody else, but you can take your pillow and scream into it. Like, it's cool, you know? And she kind of looked at me when I did it, you know, to show her and was like laughed. And I'm like, but this is a way to express your emotion in a healthy way. So I think it's really cool as a dad that you're also teaching like, hey, it's okay to cry. It's totally actually healthy and fine. And like, you know, I allow myself to do it too, even though maybe society tells us men to just man up and, you know, and and move on, you know? And I just wanted to address that because I think that that's really awesome and, and also really important nowadays to just allow anyone to have emotions um, in order for them to move through and transmute and, and, and you know, move on. Yeah. yeah and I, I think as, as you'll know, uh, as any other parent will know, be, being a parent will definitely, um, definitely teaches you, your kids will teach you as oh, much yeah. as, as, you, <laughs> as much as you teach them. And, uh, to your point, you know, you're laughing, you're talking about the pillow thing. It's, it's, it's glad that it's cute and fun along the way, but there's some, there's some real, some real moments there when, you know, you look back at your kids and, you know, I'll, I'll just go into this r- real quickly, you know, unfortunately, like, right before, um, right before COVID, right before 2020, 
my youngest son was attacked by a dog and it, and it bit off like half of his upper lip. Oh my uh, God. And luckily we had the world's greatest plastic surgeon. Um, he still doesn't have a lip line, but he was able to get the inside of his lip, basically flip it upside down and, and sew it on the outside of his lip. I've never learned more at the time my son was six. I've never learned more from a six-year-old on how to face his own tragedy than like, I, I think I said for about a month, sometimes you learn the biggest lessons from the smallest person in your house. And, wow. and although he was sad and he's, he's still terrified of dogs, rightfully so, I've, I've never seen such a positive light from such a little human, you know, wow. just, yeah, you just, they, they teach you, they teach you, I, I, they teach you, kids teach you so much. Um, so I, I think, uh, I think there's a lot to learn on both ends. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. And I'm so sorry that happened to him and I'm so glad he's okay. That's crazy, but you're right. It's like, they are our little teachers. If we allow them to be our teachers, they really are. Like, you know, I, I try, I say to my husband all the time, I'm like, yes, of course, we're here to guide them and we're here to make sure they're safe and they're okay and, you know, love them and all these things. But where I feel, you know, and, and God bless our parents because they did the best they could with what they were given and, and you know, all the, you know, grandparents and everything else. But I feel where we're kind of breaking the mold and we're kind of, you know, breaking these systems of like these, you know, essential programs that we've all been taught for so long is like, when I was speaking of conscious parenting, it's like really being aware of like, it's okay to learn lessons from your kids. And like, it's okay to like, take a back seat and be like, all right, I'm learning something from you in this moment. And I'm taking it in. I don't have to be the parent 24 seven. I can just allow myself to learn from you and, you know, and, and have this moment, you know? And so I think it's amazing. You said that about your son. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw, uh, th- th- this was, this was, this cracked me up. I don't know if you saw David Burns, uh, American society. Uh, but he says, you know, maybe when we're born, we're actually really, I'm not quoting him. I could be wrong. Uh, but he basically says, maybe when we're born, we're born knowing everything we need to know. And we just get dumber as we get older, we choose to forget certain things. <laughs> <laughs> could totally be true. <laughs> He's like, you come, you come out of the womb, just a, a wealth of knowledge and you know everything. And then you, you just decide what you don't want to believe anymore. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally could be true. And also could totally be like, to that point of like, you come knowing everything and then, you know, society and everything else around you takes that away from you. And then you're like, yeah. in, you know, like, okay, well, I'm being told this is what I'm supposed to do. And I'm not supposed to have these emotions and, you know, and the list goes on, you know, so yeah. it's, it's, it's just, it's so interesting. And I'm, I agree with you. When you become a parent, you become so awakened and aware to so much of this. And you start to like really look at things so differently. And you're right. It's like, they really do become our best teachers if we allow them to be. Yep. Yeah, so absolutely. I think that's really cool. What you shared about your son and that, you know, I'm so glad he's okay now, but thank you for, you know, sharing that story. And when you were talking before about, you know, emotion and and crying and all that. And obviously, you know, you spoke to briefly about the stillbirth, you know, I, if you're comfortable, I'd love for you to go further into that about, you know, your wife and, and the emotions around that. And also what you wanted to share around that journey, because I know you are very, you know, one of your passions is helping others know that they aren't alone and really opening that space in all different, you know, areas of birth and, you know, body empowerment and, you know, all those things that, people just need to know like they're not alone in and they have others and they do have that support group that you spoke of and you know all these things that you've started because of it could you share a little bit more about that with your wife yeah absolutely um so to go to to go back quite a bit you know I'm 
I've I've wanted to be a dad since I was 15. And um, what's what's funny is I started dating my wife when I was 15 and she was 14. We're actually high school sweethearts. Um, yeah, we, 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 we took a little break in between. I, I wasn't like a total procrastinator, but we got back together in our early 20s. We dated all through high school um, for about a year after high school and, you know, broke up for a couple of years and I guess it was meant to be because we were right back together. But I remember when I was 15 years old telling her, I, I want to have a son. My, I would tell her, I would tell her all the time, my, my firstborn will be a son. His name will be Milo David Vavak and being a parent will be the greatest thing in the world. Um, so fast forward to, you know, 2008, gosh, it seems so long ago now. Um, and, uh, me and my wife said, let's, you know, start having a family. And, and she already knew, like, I, I, I don't, I don't need to pick a name. I don't even need to guess. I, I knew that I knew I was gonna have a baby boy. So when we went in for the ultrasound and, you know, we found out what we were having, uh, of course I was overjoyed to find out I was having a baby boy. <laughs> it was, it was just like, I guess when I was 15 years old, a good, you know, 15 years prior to, uh, prior to having him and, um, everything was going amazing, you know, and I was, I was so looking forward to having Milo David Vavak be my, my first boy, you know, I, I, I could already vision what that life with him was going to be like. Um, that's, that's kind of the thing that, well, I'll get into it in a minute, but I could already, I could already picture, I was dreaming, dreaming of the day I got to meet him. And I remember, you know, we went to the doctors, we we're at 36 weeks, you know, you're in that any minute, baby's coming any minute. And uh, my wife's at the ultrasound and, and the nurse does the, I'll be right back. I need to go get the doctor. So immediately you feel something's wrong. Um, and then she, she comes in and at the time we had a different doctor uh, and the doctor was in an office across the building and she just comes back and says nothing to us, but you need to go see your doctor right now. So, you know, we obviously know something's wrong. We go over there and the doctor comes in and she's just tells us, you know, there's no easy way to tell you this. You, you know, the baby's, the baby's dead. Um, uh, you know, and I'm, and this is, it gets a little blurry for me at this moment. I, I remember my wife not quite understanding. And I was like, no, the, I remember telling her like the, the baby still needs to come out. And, and the, and the doctor saying, you can either a, um, we can go induce you or you can wait. Um, but you know, the baby needs to come out in a couple of days. And my wife was already having contractions at the time. So we actually went home. I remember calling her mom. And then I just remember driving to the hospital because she was having contractions already and uh, delivering Milo David Vavak, um, you know, early, early morning. I think it was, gosh, four, around 4.19 a.m. on um, February 9th and uh, holding my son, you know, who just looks like a sleeping baby, but, uh, you know, he was born still. I spent the day with him. Um, and, uh, and I'm sorry, I take that back. It was February 11th. Sorry. I was, I was getting a little lost in the story. No, okay. February 11th. Um, and then I remember, you know, they just basically send you home, uh, saying goodbye to him. Um, and then you go home and you feel like the world stopped 
Nothing else is moving around you. I'm just lost. And this is what I was getting to earlier is all of a sudden 15 years of dreams are dead. You know, that's the thing people forget when, when you, when you have a stillbirth or, or an infant loss, you didn't just lose the past. You lost the future. You lost, I mean, and don't get me wrong. It goes on for anybody who loses a child or anybody too early. You lose all these dreams that you had with your child. You, you, you lose, you just lost everything. Um, and so I remember my wife at some point saying, or somebody, I don't know who it was that this part of my life gets a little bit blurry, but saying you should, you should go to a support group. There's one here at Hogue. There's one at Saddleback. And I remember thinking like, I'm not a support group guy. I don't want to go to support group. I'm a guy. I don't go to support groups. I'll, I'll get over it. You know, reality is you, you, you don't get over something like that. You, you just learn how to live. You just, you know what I mean? You, you learn how to be part of a club. You didn't ask to join is, is the reality. You don't get over it. Um, but I remember going to this support group and, um, but the first one we went to, we met this, this wonderful girl named Amy that my wife became really good friends with. But I remember from the second one and there was a guy near, there named John Pert and he is the nicest human in the world. And he was kind of, you know, for lack of a better term, kind of like an angel, man, because all of a sudden I'm not, not the only guy in the support group. It's not just a bunch of women and me, because you know what? I, I'm mourning the loss of a child too. Um, anyways, I kind of lost track of what I was thinking is there are men that have been on this path. There are men that have, you know, it takes two to make a baby. So all those men out there, you're, you're, you're not alone. And it's, it's okay to mourn a loss, whether somebody else met him or not. You know, to me, Milo David Vavak is always going to be my first son. And I'm glad there's people out there that, you know, are happy that I shared that story with them. You know, I, I remember the first support group I went with, I was like, do I need to tell people? And they're like, only if you feel people are special enough. But I've started to realize that sometimes sharing my story and sharing that story of feeling alone um, helps other people realize that they're not alone and that there is somebody that's walked in those shoes. And there is somebody that will turn around and say, hey, man, I just, I just joined the club. Can you help me across this path? Um, uh, and I'll personally, I'll help you every time. You know, if you want to, you know, DM me, if anybody's going through that, you can always DM me at building underscore the underscore revolution. And uh, I'll talk to you about it because it's, it's a hard path to go on, but uh, I'm telling you, there's men and women that have, that have done it. And um, again, you don't ever get over a tragedy. You, you just learn how to live inside a club you never asked to join so you know sorry if I just ranted on about that but uh that's that's kind of my story about my wife having a stillbirth we, we found out that she had uh two gene mutations one was uh uh prothoburn I can never say it correctly and the other one is a really long word that I can't pronounce it's the, the abbreviation is mthfr which is kind of funny because most people call it mother effer um because that's what MTHFR sounds like. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and the gene mutation really, really is. But there's all, all other types of gene mutations and things that can go wrong in pregnancy that nobody ever talks about. Um, and you know what, I, I kind of get it. Why would anybody talk about it while you're pregnant? Like, oh, you're pregnant, let me tell you what can go wrong. Like that, that'd be kind of a crappy conversation. Uh, <laughs> 
but um you know if that if when if tragedy does if tragedy ever does strike to you and no matter what form it is whether it's a, a stillbirth or, or any type of tragedy you know or, or any type of 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 emotion or path or whatever it is there's chances are that you're there's somebody that's walked that path before you and and you're not alone in this world you know no, no matter what it is you're you're not alone there's, there's other people that feel the way you do yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much for, you know, going back to that and, and sharing because obviously, I mean, I felt the energy behind that. I mean, like, so I can't even imagine. And, you know, I appreciate you being so vulnerable and just um, articulating so much of that story. And I'm, I'm so sorry for, you know, your loss. And I think that, like you said, sharing that and being able to help others, you know, there's such a gift in that, in that, you know, when you go through these hardships and you go through these tragedies and you choose to share your story, how much not only you help others, but how you also help heal yourself in the process. And I could hear that when you were sharing and, you know, how deep that goes. And I just think that that speaks to so much of your passion and probably why you've been so successful in all the different, you know, brand endeavors that you've done and the way you share, because, I truly believe, you know, we all are here for one another, whether we act like it or not. And, you know, I think that when you choose to step into that space of really sharing, you know, your real raw truth, which is where, you know, this podcast started with, you know, my postpartum depression when it was first as stripped down with everything with Alan Levine and choosing to maybe talk about things that others don't want to talk about or don't feel comfortable and really being vulnerable with yourself and facing these heavy shadows and, you know, demons in a sense of yourself that you have to handle to move forward, not only again, to share for others, but that you don't realize that you are actually helping yourself heal and transmute and go through to be able, like you said, not to just really have it go away because it never will, but to be able to live through it and continue to inspire and help others and help yourself in the process. And I think that that you know, that's just so um, incredible what you shared and, you know, the story, you know, around it. And, um, you know, I think that there's so many that go through things like that, that can't even fathom. And like you said, like, who wants to have these kind of conversations, right? Like, even us just talking about it just then, right? Got like so heavy. And I think that's the reason why for so much of our society and so much of like our own like lives, again, going back to, you know, these programs and, and society and labels and all these things, we've been taught not to feel and we've been taught not to express and to have these kinds of conversations and to, you know, just, just move along and, you know, it, and it happens and, and yes, it does, but it, but it is tragic and it, and it does impact so many different people's lives, whatever the tragedy may be. And, and why are we just, going through it like it's just another you know page to turn it's like yes it's part of the story of our life but you know why aren't we choosing to share it and and not only share it but then help others when you know they're going through something so you know I just thank you Mike for being so vulnerable around that and and sharing so deeply you know your own story and your own loss for you and your wife well, I, I, I appreciate uh you giving me a, a platform to to share my story you know and you know just to, to circle fully back, you know, going back to the, my, my, my body, uh, my sky body interviews, you know, that was, you know, the stories that I've lived through are, are what helps me inspire to tell her that to tell her helps inspire me, uh, ugh, inspires me to help 
give other people a platform to tell their stories. You know, we did a, a really good interview with a girl named Allie Ray Santos, who's a breast cancer survivor. And um, it was, she was, she was so grateful that to have a platform because she knows that other women have been through what she's been through. And sadly, millions of women have been through what she's been through, but maybe they don't, you know, I'm, I'm sure some of them feel like they're alone, you know? Um, and it's, it's people like you, people like Sky Swimwear, people that are willing to give people a platform to, to share their stories and let other people know like, hey, we're, you know, we're, we're all in this together, you know? Uh, we, we, not to sound cliche, but we, we really are. And, and, and in this group, there's people that have, have walked the steps you have, and there's people that are willing to stick their hand out and uh, to, to help you. So hope, hopefully through storytelling and, and, and open arms and open ears, we can, we can all help heal what, whatever it is we're going through. Yeah. I mean, amen. I think that's, that's so powerful, you know, and like you said, you now have two beautiful, healthy boys and, you know, I, I'm, I'm curious for you, you know, like you said that he'll, he'll always of course be your first son and you have, you know, now your two, you know, young boys, you know, thriving and, you know, you're getting to live your dreams with them. What would you share? I guess I'm trying to think I want to put this, but I guess I just want you to maybe just, just share truly from your heart of like what it's been like to then go from that to then now having your two sons and being able to then continue your dreams with them. And of course, I'm sure still keeping Milo very much alive in those dreams and in that spirit, but being able to continue to live and thrive with them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I got a, I got a, I got a funny story. I'll tell you about that in a, in a minute. I'll work, I'll work my way up to it. It'll be a climactic, climatic ending. But um, yeah. So after, um, after the stillbirth uh, you know, my wife was then high risk um, and uh, doctor, this guy named Dr. LaGrue was our doctor. He was fantastic. Not, not only was he fantastic as a doctor, his bedside manners were he, he was just, not only was he a doctor, he was a human and it made oh, the experience. So nice. Yeah. It made the experience so different, but, um, you know, we, we tried getting pregnant again because I mean, some, some women will understand what I'm saying. My wife now felt like I have to have a child. Like I'm going to prove I'll, I'll I'm going to do it. You know I mean? Not like I'll prove you wrong, but I, I, I can do it. We will have a baby. Um, and don't get me wrong. We wanted to, but that was part of her mental thing too. Like, I'm going to succeed at this, you know, um, not, not just for Milo, but for my own mental state. Um, so we had a, a, a few, um, gosh, and forgive me. I I'm not a doctor. We had a Blyeth ovum, uh, after that we had a couple miscarriages after that. It, it wasn't an easy road, but then finally, um, this little boy came along that was just as strong as can be. Um, and my wife had to, you know, do injections. Gosh, I'm trying to remember. It was, feels like it was yesterday and it feels so long ago. I think it was twice a day. She had to give herself injections um, to give herself blood thinners to make sure she didn't have a blood clot because because of the two gene mutations with Milo, it shot a blood clot, blood clot um, which separated the sac from the inner lining, cutting off all um, air and food to uh. Milo that caused a stillbirth. So she had to take blood thinners. And, uh, you know, 40 weeks later, Shia Olamvevak was born. And uh, 
I tell you, he's as, as, as strong of a boy now as he was in the womb. He's just, man, that kid's, that kid's going places. Like, <laughs> my, my six-year-old is, is, is as smart as they come. I mean, I've, he's, he's going to change the world. He's, uh, he's not like me um, in the sense of I like surfing and skating and stuff like that. But I, I, I tell you, he's, he's, he's better than me. He's, he's smart and compassionate and just a, a beautiful boy. I mean, he's, he's awesome. So anyways, his name's, his name's Shia, um, which is actually also uh, a Hebrew for a uh, gift, gift from God. That's one reason why he got the name. Oh, um, yeah. So he, Shia came along and um, a couple of years later, we decided we want to have another boy. And uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I, 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 we were like, Hey, let's, uh, let's, let's work on having another child. And um, sure enough, one time and my wife's like, I'm pregnant. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> like that happened really. And, uh, same kind of high risk kind of thing. And here comes river. Um, so river Doran Vavak is my, my second child. And, um, you know, talking about Milo being the oldest, here's the, the funny story river and Milo, we didn't, we didn't know how we wanted to approach it. You know what I mean? Um, like, do we tell them? Do we not tell them? We didn't want them to feel, we don't want them to have the, I hate to use the word burden, but we didn't want them to carry the weight that we carried. You know what yeah. I mean? And Shia is also, he's my sensitive one. He's so, he's, he really is a, a beautiful, intelligent boy. And we we're like, this is going to break him. Like, so we waited forever. And we actually just told them about Milo uh, this year because oh, wow. the, as a gift, somebody got us a stone that says, um, Milo, Vave, uh, uh, gosh, I haven't looked at it in a while. It's in, it's in my backyard behind a lemon tree, but it says, um, Milo, David, Vavak, uh, born still, but still born or still born, but born still, or I can't remember. Right. It was very cleverly worded. And then it says, till we meet again. And the kids started to notice the stone. And, and so me and my wife were like, we better tell them. And, and we're thinking this is going to be gnarly right like this is going to be like our kids are going to break down Shia is going to be crying so we're like hey we need to tell you something we're having this serious conversation and when we're done River my youngest looks at Shia and goes ha I knew you weren't the oldest <laughs> <laughs> and and uh they they talk about him as if he's still here yeah because he still is <laughs> yeah I mean like they're like they 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 were actually river was just asking me the other day he said you know he's like those feet the picture of the feet that are on the wall are those milos i said yeah and and he's like i want to see a picture of his face um and i said yeah we we have we, we have there's actually a picture of him up in our house i just don't know it's him um you know uh it's it's I, for anyone listening i know it sounds weird to say that he, he just looks like a baby sleeping um but uh i almost showed it to him last night ironically but i realized we're getting ready for bed and maybe that's not a a good bedtime uh you know his his mind start might start wandering and he won't be able to fall asleep and as much as i love talking to, to him about it i, I want to make sure i talk to him about it at a good time not when he has to get up and go to school tomorrow <laughs> yeah, of course of course so yeah so he's been like um the kids incorporate him in our lives you know don't get me wrong me and my wife still talk about it and on on the 11th we both take the day off and we still go to the um oc walk to remember which used to be the forever footprints um, walk in honor of, um, you know, uh, 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 stillbirth and infant loss. Um, 
but they the kids talk about him like i said like hey they're like we got a brother um it's 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 they're just they're just stoked i mean i want to say stoked but you know what i mean like they're just like yeah we've got an older brother milo he's not here but we love him as if we met him oh know? that's beautiful yeah well i mean i believe i'm very very um i would just say you know open spiritually and um i i truly believe like when you said that how they were like oh he's still here it's like you know that's why they're talking about him because they feel him they know his presence and you know they know he's still around and i think that's amazing that you know, I think our kids, you know, especially like this generation and even after them, I think they're so much more open and I think they're so much more spiritually inclined than we all ever were. And I think they're just way more just um, submerged in like the beauty of life. And it sounds like your boys, like, you know, the way they're like, oh yeah, you know, he's here and he's, you know, he's part of it. And, you know, like, I just think that's so cool because I hear so many stories that even my daughter, like who Amelia is named after my grandmother, who's on the other side. And that was like the hardest loss of my life, hands down, because she was my best friend on this earth. And anyone that knows me knows how dark I got after losing her and physically and everything. And, you know, I always feel her. I always like, you know, get the feelings of her being around. And now Amelia being three, like now she notices things and she'll say like oh I had her name I called her Dodo was like her you know pet name and she'll say oh you know I think Dodo's in my room right now and I'm like really and I'm like oh hi and then the lights will flicker you know or we'll see something or like a number and you know I just think that's so cool and I think more and more people actually have these kind of experiences and maybe actually allow themselves to see and I think there's so much beauty and magic and that kids they don't question it they just feel it and they just see it. Yeah, I would I would agree with that hundred percent. Um, they're just that that's 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 where you get a you know hey kids are innocent and and kids are pure and 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 to your point they're just they're just feeling it they're not they're not overthinking it you yeah know, they're, they're just open yeah yeah I I I I, I dig that that's yeah I think I think you nailed it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just I I think it's so cool like I I've had some people are like what what are you talking about and I'm like. Because we question it because as adults, like we're, we're again, I hate the word program, but we are, we're, we're so programmed. We're so, you know, told this around that, all these things, even if we break out of so much of it, so much of it, we still question because it's been around us forever. And so our kids coming in, like you said, they're pure, they're open, you know, they come from that, you know, they've just been with God, you know? And so it's like, they, they do see all that and they do receive all that and they're open to it. And there's just so much beauty and, and, and just true, like magic and, you know, just like spiritual, like, you know, um, empowerment in that, that they just, that, you know, they, they just have that light and, you know, and, and I believe that when you're saying that about your sons, that, you know, they just, they, you know, they know their brother and they know he's there and they know he's a part of everything, you know, and I think that's, that's amazing and, and such a beautiful way to honor him that you guys chose to share him and, and not, you know, keep that from your children. Yeah, yeah, it was it was definitely a huge milestone for me and my wife, because um, we always knew that time was going to come. We just didn't know when, um, and it was just more of like a, a simple thing for my kids. Like, really, you're just telling us now? <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't know how hard this was for us. Really, you're telling us now? <laughs> right. But for you guys, of course, you had it in your mind. I'm sure is like what it was going to be like and how intense and. And then meanwhile, it was like the comment of like, oh, I have an older brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and that's, you know, it's, you know like we were saying going earlier, like that, that, that path and, and that platform, like some people 
decide to tell the kids right away. And I, and I also think it depends on, you know, obviously if you had an infant loss, when, you know, our, ours was the first child. So there was nobody older. So I didn't have to explain to the other sibling what happened, you know, to mommy's belly. Um, you know, and there's some people that have it after they have a couple of kids. So it's sure it's difficult on, on every level in, in different ways. And, 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 and it's, you know, not, a, not an easy, not an easy path to, to walk when you're going to go share that information with your other children, you know? Oh, I can't imagine it is. No, but I think that, you know, what you shared not only helps others listening, but also just the way you shared it, I think was really beautiful. And I think, you know, your sons really chose like the perfect way to honor him and receive it. So I just personally got chills when you, when you shared that. So thank you for, you know, sharing that part of, you know, your story and your journey. And I just really appreciate how much you have shared on, you know, on my show and and been so vulnerable about all the different, um, you know, journeys you have been through and what's led you to be so passionate about the things that you've created and continue to create and all the empowerment around, you know, the different interviews and everything you're doing. I mean, you have so already so much going on, but like, what's next, you know, what are you working on? What do you want people to check out and be excited about? I mean, I, I just, I think that that was the perfect way for us to, to end this, you know, show, because I honestly got chills when, when you were talking about it. Yeah. Um, for me, I mean, uh, well, first and foremost, trying working on being a better dad and husband, uh, but that's going to be an ongoing life thing. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm all, working, we're all working through things <laughs> <laughs> for, uh, for work, you know, at sky, um, you know, like I was telling you earlier, I'm working on, well, I'm, I'm going to go do our next campaign shoot. I'm working on more of my sky body interviews, working on our S 23. I can't believe I'm already working on spring 23, uh, campaign, which, you know, like I said earlier, I, it's going to be something along the lines of perfect comes in different shapes and sizes. And, um, not only am I talking about women and their different shapes and sizes, but um, all of our swimsuits come in different shapes and sizes too. Um, we're not inclusive, but I mean, we go all the way up to F cups and all kinds of coverage and all kinds of cuts. And every single one of our prints comes in all the cuts, all the sizes. Um, so that way, if you love a print and you're you know, a double D, you don't have to go, oh my gosh, I love this print, but they only make it in small to extra large. We make it in everything. So. Yeah, that's, that's why. Um, yeah, I guess that's why shapes perfect comes in different shapes and sizes. And then our other brand, Iden, working on more trailblazer interviews and how can we empower more young women to to break the mold? Um, Body glove is just kind of trekking along. But besides that, you know, we have our my passions. You know, I talked about it earlier, building the revolution, which is um, a community of surf shop supporters and just making more products that are sold exclusively at surf shops. Um, don't get me wrong, I'm I'm. I'm not perfect. I don't only buy products from surf shops, but I do believe if we all looked at our passions, something that we're truly passionate about, and we supported those passions, I think the retail ecosystem will be much stronger. Um, you know, like, let me just give you a, a lame example. I'm not passionate about diapers. I don't need to buy them anymore, mm-hmm. but I'm not, I, don't have a, I don't have a diaper passion. So if I want to go buy my diapers from, you know, Costco. Okay. But you know what? I love surfing. I love skateboarding. And if I want to go buy a surf brand, why don't I go support one of the local retailers that makes a, a living off their passion for loving surfing or, or let's say you love, um, I don't know, 
throw anything out there. You love cycling or whatever. Why, why not? Why not go support the local bicycle shop, and also not only learn knowledge from people that share that passion with you, but also support the people that share that passion. So that's why I think life has a balance. You know what I mean? Find out what your passion is and see how you can support that stuff in your local community. And that's kind of what building the revolution is all about. Um, supporting the local surf shops and making products that are exclusively sold at surf shops. So anybody is welcome to buy building the revolution stuff. You just have to go to a surf shop to buy it. That's kind of the way I look at it. Um, the new surf shop day, I'm sorry, the fourth annual surf shop day is coming up um, May 21st. It's always the third Saturday in May. So we're gearing up for that. And that's just really, you know, support your local surf shop every day, but celebrate on surf shop day because, you know, the world is, is, is made of, um, you know, and, and retail brick and mortar. It's always people getting ready for, for a sale or Labor Day sale or whatever sale, like why not have a day where you just really go in and, and you support those guys? Cause they support you and they support your scene. They support the culture. Um, you know, I won't go down to a too long of a road of, you know, my passion for surf shops. But I mean, if you think about it, if there was no surf shops, there's no surf industry. And if there was no bike shops, there'd be no bike industry. It's like these people that open these small ma and pa stores open the door for an industry to be born. So when you take somebody like me, who's worked in the surf industry for 20 years and grew up my entire life surfing, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have a job. I wouldn't have a roof over my head. I wouldn't be paying a mortgage. My kids wouldn't be you know, having clothes on their backs. Don't, don't get me wrong. I, I would have found another job and fed my kids some way. But my point being is I love my job. My, my wife works in the skateboard industry. If there was no, if there was no skate shops, there'd be no skate industry because when all this started, there wasn't um, online sale. I mean, you had to go to a store to, to get it. So there was no direct consumer. There was no this. So, so therefore these industries were really born out of the mom and pop stores that, that also shared that passion with the people that started the brand. So um, yeah, Surf Shop Day, fourth annual Surf Shop Day is May 21st. So uh, get out there and support your local surf shop and uh, check us out on building underscore the underscore revolution on Instagram. And uh, you can find out where you can get some stuff to uh, support your local surf shop. So cool. And so I love that they're mom and pop shops. I'm all for supporting mom and pop versus big box corporation and all that that's just essentially destroying our world. So I am all for mom and pop and especially me in the USA. I think it's amazing. And I completely agree with you with when you support those things, it does create so much more of a ripple effect and allow other things to be born. So I think that's really cool. You mentioned the fourth day of, um, for the surf shop. So you said May, what was the date coming up? So it's, so it's coming up like this spring. Yeah, so Surf Shop Day is always on the third Saturday in May. Um, I did it that way so that um, it was always fell on a Saturday. Um, and the third Saturday in May in 2022 is May 21st. Um, yeah, and that's that's celebrated uh, globally. It's, it's been really cool. Um, we've had a lot of media partners around. Uh, I, I say we, it's just me, but I say, <laughs> I say we because all the surf shops are in this together. But um uh, you know, I've, I've met a lot of media partners around the globe that are always willing to promote it, support it. And, and what's cool is when you get through social media and you see how many people 
are posting about it or how many shops are having a little event or a party or, you know, maybe showing a movie or, you know, my goal is that brands make limited edition products and um, they're released on Surfshop Day, which to me, it sounds like a win-win because not only do, do you have all of your regular new products, now you have a new day to release something limited that's only um, sold at Surfshop. So it's, it's another way to give back. And, and at the end, the brands are going to benefit from it too. So um, yeah, May 21st, uh, third Saturday in May. So cool. Sure. And then tell us, of course, where we can find, uh, you know, Sky Swimwear and, you know, just the other brands, of course, so I can put everything, guys, it will be in the show notes. I will also link my code. My code is, is still, we haven't, we haven't um, expired it yet, right? I can still yep. share my, yeah. So I'll put my discount code. I believe, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I believe it's Ali Levine 30. Is that right? I believe that is correct too. We'll, we'll double check it before we post it, but I, I want to say I'm 99.9% .9 Ali Levine 30 is correct. And to be honest with you, I believe it's valid like all the way till the end of the year. Oh, okay, cool. I thought it was expiring end of this month. So, okay, guys, because I've been telling them that. So um, I will put in the show notes. We will double check on all that. But yeah, so especially if it's till the end of the year, then you guys have no excuse. You got to go check out these suits. I'm telling you right now, you guys know, I don't just talk about any kind of swimsuits, especially when it comes to fashion. And I've been living in them. If you've been noticing on socials, so you're definitely want to go check them out and support, of course, you know, this amazing company and the empowerment of what they're putting around women. You guys know I'm all about you know, not just putting our dollars and our voices towards, you know, what is, you know, working for us, but also like what really like how Mike was speaking to the passion, you know, of what's important. I'm so passionate about helping women and that empowerment. And that's exactly what Skybody does for women. And for, and, uh, you know, going back to what we're saying about local, like, please go into your local swimwear store and see if they have um, Sky Swimwear or Iden Swimwear or Body Glove Swimwear. If they don't, you can always go to skyswimwear.com or idenlife.com. That's E-I-D-O-N uh, life.com. Oh, and to back up, sorry, sky is spelled S-K-Y-E swimwear.com. Um, and you can also go to bodyglove.com. Everybody knows bodyglove. We've, we've been around for, for eternity. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So awesome. Well, Mike, thank you so much for being here and sharing so much of like your heart and your own stories. I think it was just so inspiring and so impactful and guys, everything of course will be in the show notes and please, like Mike said, go and support and go shop local, especially nowadays. It's so important to go check them out. And guys, there were so many great gems from this episode, but I think if it's anything you you know, really could write down and take away it would be what Mike said about, you know, of course the, you know, finding perfect in all shapes and sizes and also really just allowing yourself to just be human and experience all those moments and see them as moments and not anything else. So Mike, thank you so much again for being here. Cheers till next time, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Everything with Allie Levine. If you loved this episode, please leave a review, screenshot this episode, tell a friend, tag us on social media, subscribe, Tune in weekly for new episodes and to continuously be uplifted, empowered, and inspired.